All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Suhas Oliar, who is the VP of, I love this, Bots, AI, and Mobile Strategy uh, for Oracle. Suhas, thank you for joining me today. Brent, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your uh, interview. So before we jump in and start talking about all things conversational interfaces and what Oracle is doing around them, maybe you can give us a, a little bit of your personal background. Absolutely. So, Brent, I've been in the mobile industry for the last 21 years, and every single year has been an excellent and in uh, interesting year. Mobile continues to change every year. Uh, but I've been with Oracle now for four years. Uh, prior to Oracle, uh, I was lead VP at uh, SAP for the Internet of Things. And prior to that, I was with Motorola Solutions as uh, the, the chief solutions architect for enterprise uh, applications. Um, so I've been in this industry for, as I said, over 20 plus years, uh, and, and it's been a really exciting time the last decade plus, uh, looking at the evolution of mobile and now chatbots and conversational AI. I had a conversation a little over a year ago with uh, the CEO and co-founder of HubSpot, and he said something to me that really fascinated me. He said that he thought bots and conversational interfaces may be the most important technology in the last couple of decades. Um, since you've you've been around and, and have been involved in this, what is it that important? Is is what we're seeing with bots and voice first devices, is it as that level of importance in your mind? Absolutely, Brent. I describe it as the next coming of the browser. Uh, in fact, chatbots and AI are going to do to all our applications or the way we interact with data what what browsers did to clients or apps, if you, if you remember that transformation. Um, and, and it is going to be, uh, the I would say at least the next uh, de decade is all about a conversational AI first approach uh, that is in much higher magnitude than what we saw from mobile first uh, approach. So we, we're hearing a lot of talk about AI, and, and rightfully so, there's so much going on in the area. But what impact does conversational interfaces have on AI? Is it something that they're kind of like peanut butter and jelly as I kind of look at it? Or is it, uh, they're nice, but not necessary for AI to be successful? So, so AI is a pretty broad subject, right, Brent? I think there are several flavors of AI, and and the way we tend to categorize, categorize AI is this five buckets. The uh, so first, it's all about sort of machine learning, deep learning technologies, and and one of one particular around natural language understanding is absolutely critical and critical and vital uh, to the success of chatbots, and I'll explain in a minute. But the other categories are equally important. The next one is dialogue and context. The third is knowledge services. The fourth is um, of, uh, uh, data and insights. Uh, what am I missing? So machine learning, uh, cognitive, cognitive services around uh, speech and image recognition and so on and so forth, right? Now, why is uh, natural language understanding very important? So what is really driving the adoption of this tremendous momentum we're seeing in, in conversations, uh, conversational interface? It is the fact that we can converse in a language that's more, most natural to us and, that, that, and one that we are most comfortable in. 
And when you look at things like Facebook Messenger or uh, WeChat, WhatsApp, Line, Telegram, Skype, Take, Skype, all, all those different chat-based messaging, the other aspect to communication is that we sort of expect and get uh, near real-time instantaneous response from the other side. Today, a lot of that was human to human, but the two aspects of a natural conversation and getting instantaneous responses has made that channel very, very attractive compared to using you know, email or any other channel, communication channel, where I sort of fire and forget and wait if the other person responds or not. Now, in order for that to scale for an enterprise, uh, and, and be able to use chatbots to, to really enable that, uh, to enable that adoption. Uh, uh, you, know, you need something, a computer program, i.e. a chatbot, to, to handle that scale. And to handle that scale means to be able to process that natural language that's coming in from the end user and be able to then extract relevant information from that communication and then integrate to all your systems of record and then be able to get information back, uh, back, whether that's, for example, a financial institution where you're trying to get the balance for your accounts or your airline where you're trying to find out if there is a aisle seat available, exit or aisle seat available uh, for, for, for you to reserve, et cetera, et cetera. And same for an enterprise uh, use case where you know, um, you, you're trying to do customer support or a salesperson is asking for you know, what is the status of a particular account, um, and, and there are several very examples within the enterprise. So in order to facilitate this, um, natural language understanding, deep learning, uh, machine learning algorithms are very critical, whether that's neural network based or spectral word embedding based. And so without AI and specifically natural language understanding, chatbots, in my opinion, wouldn't even take off, right? So that, that's number one. The second aspect is what I mentioned as dialogue and context, right? Which is the ability to design a conversation with the end user. Uh, you want to make sure that, I mean, the bot is not human, but at the same time, you want to have a decent conversation with an end user. And we all know as humans, we don't think quite linearly, right? We tend to sort of go off on different tangents and based on a certain question. So for example, Let's say that I was looking to transfer money from one account to the other, or I want to pay, send money to somebody. So I say, send money to mom, for example. And the, and the bot responds with, yeah, that's great. Which account do you want money uh, to, to transfer? And I say, let's say, checking account. And it says, well, how much uh, do you want to send mom? And then suddenly I realize, actually, I'm not sure if I have enough money in my checking account. I'm just going to ask the bot a, a question, which is, what's my balance? And I'm not going to give any other context other than just saying, what's my balance? And the bot needs to be smart, and this conversational context designer has to be smart enough to recognize that you're switching context now, and you're going down a different path asking about balances, perhaps follow-up questions could be around what are the transactions, what are the deposits, what checks are cleared, and then you can come back to the original transaction that you had, right? So this is what I mean by being nonlinear. And the dialogue and context also from a machine learning perspective has to be smart enough to understand that and work in conjunction with, uh, with, with your natural language understanding to be able to process that. Um, and one final comment I'll make about this, uh, about I, I mentioned the word extraction, is that when I, as an end user, give information like, uh, you know, what were my last five deposits in my checking account? The machine learning should be smart enough to understand the last five, and I don't need to quote all that, that the uh, machine learning algorithms are smart enough to extract all that information 
extract information like my checking account, knows who I am, what I'm asking for, and construct the integration layer to go get all the information for the back end. So a long answer, but AI is absolutely critical to the success of chatbots. Great. And there has been so much uh, diving in and companies are really starting their uh, their conversational interfaces, looking at chatbots and looking at how you can integrate into things like Facebook Messenger, because that's where all the uh, the people are and that's where a lot of conversations are taking place. Um, but where do you see the voice first devices starting to come in? Is this something that's really too far out for a lot of companies to, to worry about? Or is it coming faster than some folks think it is? I would say it is coming faster. Uh, uh, I mean, and I, uh, uh, you see, it, of course, from Alexa, but uh, I'm not sure if you picked up Google Home now has the capability to have multi-user authentication on voice. So, for example, if my daughter says, call mom, it'll call her my wife, as opposed to calling my mom. Uh, and if I was to say, call mom, it would say, you don't have a mother. Um, so I think that sophistication is already there, and there's a lot of, uh, enterprise security features being added to it. So I would say that what's is coming fast. But before we go into sort of these, uh, what I call VPAs, uh, like, like Alexa or, uh, or Amazon dot echo, Google home, Apple pod, um, Brent voice has been there through Siri and Cortana and Google voice. And what I would say is particularly in the enterprise world, uh, especially with CRM and service and so on and so forth, a lot of customers, um, want to be able to extend their existing mobile app or their existing web interface to include voice in it. So, for example, if you are using uh, Internet Explorer or, or Chrome or, what, or, or your favorite browser, to be able to extend that on your MacBook or on your um, Surface devices and be able to use either Siri or Cortana to interface with the chatbot. So I don't think you need to wait until everyone embraces the Amazon dot Echo Google Home. We have been seeing this for the last year plus where mobile devices have already been interacting using Siri, Cortana, Google Voice, etc. And so that's, you know, been a part of our adoption that has happened over the last year where these mobile devices that had mobile apps um, have now extensions to chat applications within the mobile app or within the browser itself. And within that itself, you could use these, these voice channels. So those are already being adopted and we're seeing um, a very natural adoption of these voice channels because people, again, like to converse and use voice. And, and, and the, the only thing that's, I would say, inhibiting the growth or the adoption of um, devices like uh, .echo, Google Home, in the enterprise is the security layer of it, which I believe uh, is, is getting um, you know, fixed very quickly. And, and uh, today you can use uh, Alexa, for example, for uh, a, a home bank or, or, or interfacing with your bank, which is probably you know, the most secure thing that we all are concerned about. So you know, I see this progression very fast and um, very quickly uh, we will see this, this, this level. Now the only thing that stops uh, voice being adopted from a uh, um, in general is the, the privacy, not necessarily to do with the authentication authorization of it, but what people can listen into. So certainly, you know, you're not gonna walk into uh, your house with, with a bunch of guests and ask your bot 
or Alexa or Google Home, you know, what's your balance? You know, you want to do it in privacy. And, and the problem with that is that, you know, if you're in a, in a public environment, no matter where you are, the response back in voice could be heard by multiple people. So I think it just comes down to the use case and the environments where you are. Uh, and that's why sort of, you know, one of the areas that we have also very uh, heavily focused on is, is gathering insights um, into the adoption of these channels. Um, and it's not as simple as saying, oh, people don't want to use voice versus chat versus that. It's also being able to understand what are the specific use cases where certain channels are better than the others, are there certain environments or certain times where these channels are being uh, used or adopted more than the other channels. Uh, there's so many several points I, I would love to follow up on, but I, we're, we're running a bit low on time. But I wanted to throw this out at you because uh, one of the uh, folks over at Amazon said that now is the time to start designing experiences for the ear. And I'm curious, are you seeing or are there things that uh, your customer base needs to kind of morph the way they traditionally do things in order to get ready to take full advantage of delivering experiences that customers are starting to expect with these interfaces. Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that are facing companies when looking to implement these strategies? Brent, totally. You know, uh, about a decade ago, um, the digital agencies were all sort of transforming themselves to create this delightful mobile app experiences, right? If you ask me this question 14 years ago, I would have said that, uh, yes, enterprises need to really look at bringing on designers uh, or UI, X, U, UI UX designers um, for your mobile app. And now we are in the exact same stage a decade later for the conversational designer. And we are beginning to see certain companies um, bring on folks or start with research capabilities. So at, at Oracle, we have a, a conversational designer team that helps our customers um, to really sort of understand, you know, how do you best configure this so it, it does provide this delightful experience to the end user. Um, so the, 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 the risks actually are in exactly that mode, which is um, having the right sort of design to have the right experiences uh, and, and also understand the channel, right? So as an example, you know, if you're designing for Facebook Messenger, a, a more visual channel is a little bit easier to handle. So when you when you send information back and you send pictures or videos back, it's easy to consume in Messenger, Line, Skype, etc. But you're not going to see that in Alexa or in Google Home or, or other types of channels. And so you have to really understand, you know, what channels your customers are coming in and have the proper design. And so like everything else, it, it, it begins in the front. I would say that the technology um, to build all of this in the back end has gotten a lot easier. I mean, we, we have customers build bots in two to four weeks, but I would say that they spend more time in researching exactly what needs to be um, designed, and once they decide sort of that scope, what next, right? And, and I have about five points um, that I can't exactly remember right now, but I can send it to you, uh, Brent. But one point that I always stress to customers is that if your bot is unable to answer a question, don't ask your bot to retry and retry. Get it to a human agent as soon as possible because you don't want to spoil your customer's experience. 
Wow. Uh, we could have keep going on and on on this subject because uh, it's really fascinating. Uh, but what, my last question would be, if we peer out a year or two from now, where are we going to be with conversational interface? Where are we going to be with the voice first kind of interfaces, do you think? So, um, you know, I, I believe that we're going to see a convergence of immersive technologies and conversational interfaces. So things like augmented reality, virtual reality. One of the challenges with virtual reality is certainly today is that the type of devices restrict you on what you can and cannot do. But I see that opening up. Uh, you know, I mean, Google Glasses was an experiment which showed that it could potentially work. It needed some work. Um, but imagine a day where you know you don't necessarily need to look at your mobile device or your your your, sorry, your variables in themselves are conversational led. Right. So now you could be very, you could be very, you know, in a very natural mode, be able to look at sort of the world in a three-dimensional way, and be able to discern information that you need using conversational interfaces. So um, I mean, there's a lot beyond that. I mean, in, in just in the world of AI. So for example, image recognition, sentiment analysis, you know, Q and A analysis. Um, we got knowledge graphs. So I'm able to. In a CRM board, for example, imagine the day that a salesperson uh, asks the CRM uh, database, hey, it's a new quarter. Tell me the 10 deals I should be working on which helps me uh, make my quota, right? And the back end, the, the, uh, the bot and, and the, the uh, AI engine not only takes the, the leads that they have, but also is able to marry that with information from other sources, whether it's LinkedIn or Reuters or you know other things that that calculates the propensity of the customer to buy your product and and highlights that uh, to you based on the question you ask, and that information could be sent to you in whichever way you want. I mean, you know, the devices could be like, for example, the Hololens stuff that Microsoft is working on. So I would say we are entering into. Um, uh, the next few years where devices are going to take a very interesting shape um, through 3D virtual reality, and, but the interaction with that is all going to be voice-based. 